Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Let's go to the brand of moving and storage hotline. Michael Felder standing by. Michael, welcome. Let me ask you a question from yesterday, if I could. Our question of the day yesterday was, it was National Pancake Day. So we asked uh, pancake, waffles, or French toast. And for you, I'm going to ask specifically, which one do you utilize the most with your versatile uh, abilities in the kitchen? Because, you know, they all have sort of their own thing you could do with them i would say probably french toast in my book is the least flexible but it's my favorite still out of the three so i i don't eat breakfast usually but my wife and my kid eat breakfast and then we do brunches all the time so i will yes. say the one i use the most is waffle and my kid loves to have a waffle in the morning you can easily you make a big batch of waffles you can throw in a little bit of aluminum foil put a little bit of water on it steam it warm again so it's still soft she loves that I will say this, though. Have you had a puffy pancake before? No. Talk to me. So there's these Japanese-style puffy pancakes that are like an inch to an inch and a half tall, and they're awesome. They're awesome. How do I create, they're really do I create this? I'm sorry. My child is crying now. Kids excited about puffy pancakes. Let's go. Let's go with the puffy pancakes, Pops. <laughs> no, so but how do you make like a puffy that. pancake? Um, it, it, you change the batter up a little bit. It's a thicker batter, but you use those, you know, the plating rings or the spacing rings, the cookie cutters. Yes. You put them in yep. there, and you you allow the you, it's a longer cook because the pancake has to rise. Then you do the flip, but it cooks all along it, and it's it, they're really good. They're they're awesome. I gotta I'm gonna have to email you the the the, the puffy pancake link. They're really Please. good. French toast. I like it. My wife likes it. She likes this. I, we do a stuffed French toast, especially like with a sweet, like a honey ricotta or something. It's really good. But I go back to waffle. They're more versatile. Waffles are great. You're doing chicken and waffles. You're doing, I do a corn waffle that goes great with chili. You get a little chili in those squares. You're mm. in business, baby. I can see that. Yeah, we were talking about the, the versatility of the waffles great. I mean, there are a lot of different things. And it really you could probably make it work for just about any meal. Uh, and chicken and waffles really is good at any meal, so mm-hmm. that alone. But uh, yeah. I knew I came to the right place. Yeah, Michael's got to ask for sure. Uh, I really don't have a lot of college football questions for you today. I'm sure Wes has a lot of great questions cooked up for you. I mostly want to talk about the Art Bryles saga. Two things. First of all, is the guy ever going to be redeemable in anybody's eyes? Secondly, what was he expecting when he signed on as an offensive coordinator at Grambling? I don't know what he was expecting, but it's funny to me. It's almost like they were surprised that they got a lot of attention and negative attention at that. It's very strange to me. I I don't know if he's – I don't know when he's going to be – I think he's going to have to do a lot of, you know, like actual work. And I think that's the part that I find quite interesting is for him the work is just waiting, not, you know, like doing stuff. He's going to have to do some stuff. Okay, he's going to have to. He's going to have to do stuff. He's going to have to. I think he needs to do stuff, right? Like you need to, whether it's donations, volunteering, working, understanding, a lot of those things. And if he's been doing it, he hasn't told anybody about it. He's been doing it covertly. So there's that. The other part for me, and this is something that, as, as a black man, this is something that I thought about a lot, was. How does one of the most storied college football programs in the history, specifically the most storied historically black program in the history, 
obviously Eddie Robinson, all those things. How do they become the, the get-back spot, right? Like, how does that happen there? And it really did make me feel like Steve Jackson was just thinking he, he thought less about that tradition, that integrity and all those things, and he was thinking, oh, this guy can help me win football games. And so at Grambling, for me, honestly, that felt like maybe one of the worst places to try this experiment, right? Like, it's not Liberty. It's not off the radar. Like, this is one of the worst places to try that experiment is the place that's been known for their, the way they handle their student athletes, the way that they grow boys into men, all those things. And it just, oh, it just felt, it didn't feel good. I don't think it felt good to anybody except for the guys that were in the room when they made the decision. Yeah. I don't know. I just, to me, you know, and I, I was trying to look back, and I've looked at it every every time this comes up. It's like I, it's always. It seems like every time there's a story, it's been six months since I've looked at Art Briles, actual the, the the background and the real details of the story. And again, on the face, if you're just a headline reader, which a lot of people are, there's right. you know no way this guy ever gets a job again. But if you really look deeper into it, to me, most of what happened, again, I can't put you know a heavier burden on him than a lot of the other people who've moved on and gotten jobs. I mean, look at, you mentioned Liberty already. Look at Ian McCall. Right. I mean, he jumps right from, right yep. from Baylor to Liberty. He's still the AD there. And I don't know how mm-hmm. he still, he can, he can work in, in athletics, but this guy who was the head coach can't, I mean, I, I don't know. It, I, I just don't, it, I, I don't it's, think that and you're right. Maybe this is working in athletics. What's that? I said, I don't think Ian McCall should be working in athletics. Okay. Well, that's a different argument for sure. <laughs> Like I just, so, he, like I, I think he's, to me, I think he's even more culpable, right? Because he allowed this, right. all this stuff. Like so, I, 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 I am agreeing with you. I just think that I don't think Grambling's the right place. I also don't think, I think that it's one of those things where retribution isn't the right word. It's um, good grief. I'm, I'm dumb. I'm sorry. I'm dumb. Like you're distracted. This level, a level of remorse and doing work to show that you understood the difference in what you did that was wrong versus just if I wait long enough, then I'm going to mm-hmm. get to do the thing that I like to do again. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not partial to the guy at all. I mean, obviously his son works at Arkansas, but I just mm-hmm. am a little surprised because we know, first of all, it's a win at all costs kind of world we live in for the most part. For sure. Secondly, I don't think what he, you know, what again, what I've read, and I've read about this story more than I'd like to admit, I just don't know how it's not, he hasn't gotten a second chance. I don't know. Anyway, I guess he yeah. has in Italy and high school, but not really exactly what he's looking for. Sure. And I think that's, I think that's the, I think that's going to be the interesting part because at least for, for me, having read the story, read the details, knowing that he skipped out on, um, meeting with victims, knowing that he, you know, avoided any of the discussion, still hasn't talked about it, really. And all those things, like, it's very, to me, the, the big thing on my end is you, you got to do some work. Like, you think about it in this respect, right? We've had to see, we saw Michael Vick, not only did he obviously go to jail, but we saw him do, he's done a ton of work mm-hmm. to make himself okay in the eyes of pet owners or dog lovers or what have you, right? And I think that that you, you've got to do something. I know that's an extreme example, but what I'm saying is you you got to do something. You have to do something. And I think that's the part where he just keeps thinking if I just if I just wait, 
then I'll be fine. And I can slide it in under the radar. Oh, this is an HBCU. Nobody's paying attention to them. I'll slide it in under the radar. And I guess that level, that to me personally, thinking that he can continue to slide things in under the radar versus doing the work is where I have the problem. Does that make, it, that, does that make sense? Sure, I understand. Yeah. We had uh, Matt Moscona on from ESPN Radio in uh, Baton Rouge earlier today, and we, and we got on the topic of uh, LSU cornerback that uh, Dwight McGlothern, uh, who is transferring to Arkansas. Moscona called him a, a first-round pick. He said this guy could be a first-round pick, maybe a second-round pick in next year's draft. W- what do you think about this? I mean, it really opened my eyes about Dwight McGlothern coming to Arkansas. What, what do you remember of McGlothern at LSU, and what kind of corner is he? I mean, he's well, the first thing first. He's incredibly long. The guy's six two, six three. He's got long arms. He's going to be a bother, especially in that scheme. You think about him playing that cloud spot where he's, you know, he's carrying flat up to uh, up to the void. He's going to be long. He's going to be bothersome. And he's going to be what I like to call a denial corner, where he has the ability to be in the passing lane and not the quarterback doesn't make it an option. So yeah, I think he's he. I, I, Look, I, one of the cool things to me about him transferring to, 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 to Arkansas is he's going to get to play a lot more defense. And I think that's important. I don't know what they're going to do at LSU now with, and, and dance around with Brian Kelly or whatever you want to do. But I, I do know that a lot of those guys there weren't committed to playing that team defense and weren't committed to playing uh, cover two and cover three. And, and Arkansas, you're going to play those defenses. You're going to learn them really, really well. And – so he's going to have a bigger playbook than some of the guys, some of his counterparts that that stick at, stick at LSU. He's long. He has the ability again to play that denial football. I want to see him be more aggressive from a tackling standpoint. But I think that's something that you don't get on the field in that cover two scheme and that cover three scheme. You don't get on the field if you're not willing to do those things for the Hogs. So I'm excited. This should be interesting. There's talk of, uh, I don't think it's official yet, but Troy Aikman going to uh, ESPN. That's opening up uh, some spots. Amazon was trying to make a run at him. And now it sounds like they, they're really after Kirk Herbstreet. Can Kirk Herbstreet, I know he can do the NFL. What do you think, how is that going to look, Kirk Herbstreet doing the NFL if he goes to Amazon and Prime? I still, I, I honestly, I still don't know what all this stuff looks like. And, I'm someone that I do kind of pride myself, and I really enjoy looking at the landscape of sports, sports media, how we consume sports. The Amazon part is interesting because they're going to be able to pay a lot of money. But what does it? What is the? I'm worried about. I'm curious about what the production looks like and who's doing the production. Uh, in the past, when we've seen Verizon or even the Amazon, Amazon had those Thursday night football games or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those were games that were put on by the NFL Network or by NBC. Mm-hmm. But as they get into it on their own, you've got to build entire production houses to do all that work. And so the cornerstone is going to sound like per curb street, and I think he'll be fine doing the NFL. I'll be honest, it's a lot less work. It's a lot less work to do the NFL. you got, you only got 32 teams. And their rosters don't change as much. And they have real injury reports. So I think he'll be fine doing that. Football football. But I do – we talk about it as the cornerstone of whether it's, you know, Troy Aikman moving or it's, 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 it's Kirk Herbstreit moving. But that foundation is so critical. And the, the big thing that NBC 
ABC, CBS, Fox have over these streaming companies is they have a solid foundation in producing sports, live sports, and it's really hard to replicate that. And I know that from from experience because we we worked hard on doing it at Bleach Report, and then I've got friends that that are doing it at Overtime. And building that base is the hardest thing to do. And then you can bring in the talent. The talent's going to be the talent. But that base is the part where I'm always looking at who they're hiring to do that. I hadn't thought about that aspect. And and I wonder if they'll try to bring something new to the table uh, graphics-wise or just the way they do the game mm-hmm. to really kind of to, to put themselves out there as being a, a different option. And, uh, you, you know, you got that option, that possibility with it being streaming only. So, I don't know. I'm kind of excited about it. I think that the shakeup could be good for TV viewers. Yeah, it's going to sync up with your. It's going to sync up with your A L E X A. I can't say her name because she's listening to me right now, and I don't need her to be talking while I'm doing the show. And it, it'll sync up, and then it'll also suggest, you know, in the, in the middle of the second quarter, it'll let you know, hey, would you like to buy more toilet paper? <laughs> that ad comes on, and you can talk to Alexa right now to order that for you through Amazon. <laughs> Michael, we'll it's let you exciting. get to it. It's exciting. The landscape's changing. There's a lot of new stuff that's happening. I think it's it's a really cool time. We know the Mannings are starting their own kind of streaming-type deal. Uh, obviously, there's different podcast networks popping up. It's a really exciting time to, to be in the space. I'm very curious, though, about that foundational strength because I think that's the thing that matters the most. And you got to get good people, and a lot of those good people already have jobs that they like. Michael, appreciate the time, buddy. Catch you in a couple weeks. And uh, how old is Little Felder anyway? He is almost. He'll be four at the end of the month. Oh man, these are the good times. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. <laughs> I, I would. Thank you so much. You blink and they'll be fifteen, man. It's the way it goes. Yep. Been there. And send that pancake recipe, please. Yeah, I actually spent this I entire will. interview. I'm not. I'm not kidding you. I spent this entire interview watching people make these Japanese pancakes online. So yeah, I want your specific recipe. So I trust your judgment on that. All right, I will send it over. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it.